You are listening to John Gerica on SAFM. What's the financial outlooks for 2023? According to the head of the International Monetary Fund, the year is going to be a tough year as the main engines of global growth, the US, Europe and China, are stalling. It's bad news for the global outlook, but what about South Africa? Davi Roet is chief economist of the Efficient Group. Davi, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, your financial crystal ball, what's the year going to be like? Good afternoon to you. Well, it doesn't look uh, too good, I'm afraid to say. Uh, the estimates for the world economy is a slowdown in global economic growth. And the reason for there are many reasons for that. The very important reason has to do with central banks recently started increasing mm. interest rates. And remember, it takes some time before you can really feel the effect thereof on real economic activity. So last year's increases in interest rates will only be felt now. There's a bit of a good news, however, and that is that we've seen the international oil price coming down a little bit. For South Africa, we saw a fall in the petrol price, or we'll see a fall in the petrol price uh, this week, quite quite a significant one. Uh, We've uh, seen internationally and locally, we've seen a lot of inflationary pressures building up, but I think the worst of that is probably behind it. Central banks, including South Africa, is likely to keep on increasing interest rates. But again, the worst is probably behind us. So we've, uh, 2022 was a tough year. <laughs> uh, the fallout from 2022 will be felt in 2023. But I guess by the middle of the, the year, things will gradually start looking a little bit better. And I'm actually quite optimistic when yeah. it comes to the second half of this year. Okay, so the fallout of 2020 into 21 into 22, and now we're feeling the tail end of all of that. Yeah, in, okay. indeed, in, yeah, indeed. <sighs> so, but I, I think the worst is probably behind us. But but we'll we'll have to bite the bullet a, a little bit more mm-hmm. for the next eight, six months or so, and then uh, maybe with a bit of luck we can see inflation uh, coming down quite a lot, and the Reserve Bank and other central banks uh, in a position to start cutting interest rates. But I'm afraid in the meantime, major economies like the Europeans, mm-hmm. like the Americans, even the Chinese are likely to experience significantly low economic growth, and some of them may even dip into a recession. Don't we like that, though, because then prices go down? No, it's not prices coming down. That's certainly not the case. It's mm-hmm. just prices are not going up at the same rate. That okay. is what's happening. Right. So, but, but there are some technical factors here. In the case of the petrol price, indeed, uh, petrol price is coming down. Because, but remember... Uh, petrol prices, when that goes up, it filters through to the rest of the economy and other prices go up as well. Mm. So, so, so the economy is not – all prices are related to all prices in the economy. So there's a bit of a push-drag kind of effect on the economy, and it takes some time before any price change, whether that's the increase in the bread price or the petrol price or the brandy price or even the price of money called interest rates. It takes a long, as long as two years mm before all those price changes really filter through to the rest of the economy. Okay, so all these interest rate raises we're having now is, is early or is late 2020s, we'll find out more. Yeah, I sure. think uh, what we're currently feeling, uh, what we're currently experiencing is the Reserve Bank's actions that happened last year, actually. And uh, we see that by, in the, by a slower demand in the economy and weaker economic growth. Unfortunately, in the case of South Africa, we have some domestic issues, like, for example, uh, the lack of electricity and also uh, the effectiveness of our government and also the reality or that we, uh, we're going to have an election early next year sometime. So all those sort of factors are 
uh, causes uncertainty, and uh, capital simply does not like uncertainty. So I'm afraid the South African economy is unlikely to perform quite well this year. And I think high levels of unemployment and poverty are likely to be mm. with us for quite some time mm. until we fix our political issues. Politics is, mainly, is the main issue in South Africa. Okay, let's talk about that for a little while. There are elections coming next year. Are we going to see unstable markets leading up to that, or is it still a bit early for that? Uh, no, I think the markets are not necessarily going to be unstable. If you talk about the equity markets or the forex markets and so on, I think in the case of the forex markets, when I talk about forex, I, I mean the exchange rate of the rand as an example. I think that is probably going to be a little bit more stable. I think the rand can come back a little bit, appreciate a little bit, and that is thanks to the South African Reserve Bank. And the Reserve Bank um, has been increasing interest rates, and that is usually good for your currency. For the rest, for the equity markets, our, our equity markets or share market in South Africa, the big ones there are basically international companies, and they are they their share prices are more determined what happens internationally. So I don't think the election is going to have much of an impact on that either. As far as the capital market is concerned, and that's where governments mostly borrow money, I think the capital market could uh, react quite negatively, depending on what the Minister of Finance is going to do in his budget next month. Mm. Again, that is about politics. But when it comes to investments in South Africa, I don't think we're going to see much of that. And we're not going to see much of that. And the reason for that is because capital is a coward, and capital does not like uncertainty, and capital certainly does not like a government that's hostile to capital, and that's what we have in South Africa. So we're not going to see much investment, uh, and that means also not much economic growth, uh, and that means uh, poverty levels and uh, unemployment levels are likely to, to remain elevated until we have more clarity on what the new government is going to look like. Capital also doesn't like inefficient energy supply. And, and certainly capital does not like a government that is hopelessly incompetent. Uh, what about the the electric issue that we have? Do you see that being solved? And if not, what is the no. what is the outcome of that? No, I've made a, a quick calculation on that. The South African economy simply cannot grow faster than say one and a half or perhaps two percent. And the reason for that is we just don't have enough electricity. So there, there's, there's a cap on an economic growth, and that's caused by the lack of electricity. If you want to fix this, it's going to take a long time. Uh, it takes a long time to, to put up a new generation, depending on what you want to use. You want to use sustainable power, or mm. nuclear power, whatever. But it takes a, a number of years before you can really create a new generation unit, and that takes time. That means simply that the South African economy will have to learn to work without or, or function without enough electricity, which simply means we will have weak economic growth. I'm afraid mm. the electricity is a, is a natural limit to economic growth in South Africa. All right, let me understand. You said there's, we, won't, we can't have more than 2% growth because there's just no, no. electricity. Let me put that into perspective. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's probably around about 1.5%. Okay. So the population is growing about 1.5%. So we've got economic growth at best at one and a, or at best at 2%, mm. but usually at 1.5%. And usually there's something else happening, pushing it below 1.5%. Let's call it 1.5%. Population is growing at 1.5%. It's easy to do the calculations. That means on a per capita basis, we're not going to go anywhere until we fix the electricity issues in South Africa. That's, this is a major constraint. Sure. Okay, so even if... <laughs> I don't want to understand that, Davi. So even if somebody, uh, the international market says South Africa is the place to go to and we want to invest and we want to spend all of our money there, it's just not possible because there's not enough electricity to be able to do that. 
It's not going to happen because international guys want to, for example, start a new platinum mine in yes. South Africa. They're going to do the sums. They're going to say, listen, okay, I want to start a new platinum mine. I've got so many billions of dollars I want to invest. Uh, once I've taken the platinum ore out, can I get to, to the harvest? And the answer is very difficult to get it to the harvest because mm-hmm. the trains don't run. It's very difficult to start this new shaft because there's no electricity uh, to sink the new shaft. It's not reliable. Um, and I don't know if, uh, if government will be able to fix these kind of problems. So, no, the international guys are not going to invest, and the local guys are not going to invest because we don't have the infrastructure or the infrastructure is simply crumbling, and we don't have enough electricity. It's really as simple as that. Uh, Ish is disagreeing with you, Davi. He says you're being disingenuous because, you, he, uh, according to Ish, foreign capital prefers strong and efficient governments rather than weak, indebted ones that have no other options. That's, that's what you said, right? We, they prefer strong and efficient governments. Well, 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 talk about debt, the South African government debt, and it's, it's state debt. That's not, it's not debt that the government needs to repay. It's debt that you and I will have to repay. Right. Now, the debt levels in South Africa is currently standing at about 70% of GDP. That excludes, for example, ESCOM, and you and I, we guarantee ESCOM's debt as well. Mm. And if you include that, then the debt levels in South Africa is approximately 80% of GDP. And the reason why debt is so high is because this government is spending too much money. It's not difficult to, to understand this. And the tax base in South Africa is just too narrow. It's very difficult to get you and I to pay more taxes because we're paying a lot of taxes as it is already. Davi, we've got to go to sports. Give me some good news, please. Yeah, there is some good news. And in a weird and a perverse kind of way, a couple of things is that the South African Central Bank, the Reserve Bank, is doing an excellent job. If it hadn't been for Lesetia Kanyaku, the rand would have been much, much weaker. High interest rates is very painful, it's bad for the economy, but it's much better than much higher inflation. So that's certainly some good news. Another silver lining, as, is the, as the state is collapsing, and the state is collapsing, the, the private sector is taking over many of these functions, and that creates a lot of opportunities. The, the post office is currently collapsing. The South African Airways has collapsed already. ESCOM is collapsing. So that, in a kind, weird kind of way, creates a lot of opportunity for the private sector. And if you really want to make money, come to South Africa and do what the state is supposed to be doing. Davi Rett, thank you very much. Chief Economist of the Efficiency Group. It's going to be a tough year. I think bottom line, the headline, 2022 is going to be rough.